Welcome to the Steelers by the Lake Podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host, Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you doing this fine Monday evening, only a couple days before the draft? Yeah, James, we are nearing the draft, and it's actually kind of crazy. Um, caught me off guard, sneaking up on us. I'm excited. I'm super excited, but I'm nervous, man. There's so many things that can happen with this draft. Uh, but James, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Short week for me. I took off Thursday, Friday. You'll never guess why. Why? Because uh, I take draft. off every year. <laughs> yeah, I take off every year for the draft. Turns out that once again, my wife's birthday falls on the same weekend as the draft. Uh, that's just uh, the way that works. That's just weekends. unfortunate for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's going to get spoiled in the morning and afternoon and then in the evening. Hey. She can join in the festivities if she'd like. Absolutely. Uh, that's what it's all <laughs> about here at Steelers by the Lake. Football, 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 occasionally celebration for other reasons, but then we're back to football. Um, <laughs> hey, she'll get breakfast in bed. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, get it? Eggs. Anyways, uh, we're going to go over. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> I'm weird. Weird mood today. We're going to go over some Steelers news, Steelers transactions, Steelers what's updates. Uh, stop. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna talk Steelers news. Then we're going over our last mock draft as a group, as a duo. James and I did a mock draft um, again, and so we're gonna talk news real quick. So Steelers did sign or trade for, excuse me, traded for Allen Robinson from the Los Angeles Rams, Las Vegas Rams, Los Angeles. I don't know what's going on in my head. Angeles, I'm yes. tired. Uh, Vegas is Raiders. Yeah, Vegas is Raiders. So they did trade for Allen Robinson. They only gave up uh, switching seventh round picks and then got yes. Allen Robinson. And they're only paying a partial of his contract. Los Angeles mm-hmm. is paying a, a chunk of that as well. Uh, huge deal for Pittsburgh. Huge. I mean, this guarantees Honestly, your top yeah. four, four guys at wide receiver. Yeah, really stabilizes the wide receiver room uh, and, and for next to nothing. Yeah, when we first heard about this, I was texting Cody and I said, something's going on, man. It looks like they're getting Allen Robinson. And he said, oh, God, I'm worried about what we're giving up for it. And I said, maybe, just maybe, this is a salary cap dump. Turns out exactly that's exactly. what it was. Uh, they're trying to get out from underneath the contract. Uh, $10 million will count against the Rams salary cap. Only five against Pittsburgh. Uh, and <laughs> don't forget those five star reviews. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't forget them. No, that's right. Uh, well, with um, with roster displacement, he's only going to count like four million against the cap. Yeah, we love, we <laughs> so, love that. We love so it. that's tremendous. And then they reworked the second year of the deal because he's under contract for 2024 as well. Uh, and what I understand is that that got turned into a one million dollar base mm-hmm. uh, with a ten million dollar total for the second year. Uh, so it makes it easy to get out of it if things don't go well, uh, but also makes it so that uh, you're not paying 15, 20 million for your number three wide receiver. Uh, really puts a lot of pressure on to uh, Deontay Johnson in my book. Uh, but your three wide receiver sets are very solidified. I mean, this is a high end receiver at his peak. The last two years, uh, he only played 10 games last year, 11 the, the season before, yep. uh, just out due to injuries. And when you look at the resume of the quarterbacks that he's had to deal with, good Lord, man. 
<laughs> Blake Bortles, that's what he had to deal with at the beginning of his career. Listen, and then... that, that was the year Blake Bortles went mm. off, though. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, that's probably the year he went to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then he had Mitchell Trubisky's career, which didn't go so well. And then the first year of uh, the, the quarterback for the Bears now, and what do you have, like four touchdown passes? Yeah, yeah Fields' rookie year. I want to say he only had like single digits touchdown passes that year, and he had to deal yeah. with that too. And, yeah, it was nothing good. And then, then last year, Stafford with an elbow that was blown out like Ben's, and then he's got backup quarterbacks you never even heard of before. Yeah, and, he hasn't he hasn't yeah. played with somebody like Kenny Pickett yet. He hasn't even played with the team as well put together um, as the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point. Uh, he played with a pretty good defense uh, with the Rams, but that only only gets you so far when you're don't have great quarterback play and great offensive play. Um, yeah, so, and you're probably getting double teamed because there's no other weapons. So. Exactly. Yeah, He's not getting double teamed in Pittsburgh. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Not a chance. No, no <laughs> shot. Uh, yeah. Dude, freaking um, Pat Fryermuth. Dominant there's run no blocker, chance. too, from what I'm hearing. Absolutely yeah. dominant run blocker. Wins more than 50% of his uh, contested catches, uh, which is a really high percent. 2.2% uh, drop ball rate last year. One of the lowest in the entire NFL. We love like, that top five in the entire NFL for how solid his hands are. So fantastic. I wonder if that's uh, a sign to, uh, I wonder if that's a little, Hey, Deontay, look what happens when you catch the ball. Anyways, we're moving yeah. past that. Yeah. We'll pay this guy. He we can will. catch. We will. Can he pick it up to 226 pounds? The man's a dog adding on some muscle <laughs> from last year. Uh, uh, his, his QB coach said he was playing at about 213 at the end of the year last year. So damn. up 13 pounds. Uh, he weighed in at 219 at the combine, but it's not uncommon for guys to have a tough time keeping weight on yeah. with how grueling and physical the season is. Uh, so nice to see he's putting the muscle on, filling out a little bit. That'll make it a little easier for him to stay on his feet and maybe get concussed yeah, a few and less times. Yeah, maybe. And and especially the quarterback position. It's a high-stress position with all the controversy that was going on all year between him and Pickett and Rudolph and all this stuff and going in, then getting hurt, then getting put back in. The stress could have been a factor. His eating habits, quite frankly, could have been a factor. Um, you don't know what is what he's eating all the time at home. These NFL players—he probably like, wasn't eating enough. Let's be honest. Well, that's my point. Is they 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 don't yeah. they you know I'm sure that some of these guys once they get down the road they start getting nutritionists in and and chefs and this and that. He probably just was kind of still doing his own shopping. Unfortunately, not unfortunately. Let yeah. me clarify. Um, no, yeah, more steak, less fish. He needs yeah. more calories, man. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there, there's a ton of reasons why he could have lost some weight, but going up to a healthy 226, that that's great. You expect players to gain weight in from the NFL or from college to NFL because of the weight training and because of putting on more muscle and and just the grueling uh, things that ha the the weight trainers are just so the, you know the the personal trainers the weight team who's the guy that we have that freaking goes off all the time marcel pastor yes pastor yeah he probably yeah. beefed him right up <laughs> i guarantee he can <laughs> man knows how to do it no doubt about that uh so yeah it's just great to see him getting that extra muscle on uh, i'm sure this will be a continuing thing throughout his career to a certain point where he's decides that he's comfortable with it but it, it won't hurt him in any way that's for sure no uh, so Great to see there. The uh, press conference was today. The uh, general manager, Omar Khan, and Mike Tomlin sitting side by side, feeling questions. And they were absolutely giddy when talking about the fact that 
pick number 32 is open for business. Uh, already have received a few phone calls. Uh, they said it is just kind of standard procedure to talk to darn near everybody as far as moving up, moving down. But they do anticipate a lot of calls coming in and are already working on plans as far as how to handle all the calls, process them efficiently, and figure out what the best deal may be. It really almost sounds like they're already saying they're trading. (laughs) But here's the thing. They're not bringing the best deal. We're trading out of it. (laughs) They're not trading until draft day. Unless you are giving up one pick and gaining three, they're not trading until draft day. Um, that's just I'm telling my- you, man, my, my low key thing to look at on this is the possibility of trading out a two thirty two, the first pick in the second round yep. and acquiring a first round pick next year, because that does happen. Yep. People and- do that. Typically you have to give a higher round pick in a future year to get this year's pick. And there would be additional along with that as well. Yeah. If you had two first round picks next year, then you can really chase after somebody elite, you know, package them together, go after maybe a top corner from Iowa that I absolutely loved watching earlier in the season. I don't know. Just the same. It's like there's foreshadowing in your thought, James. I don't know. I don't know what's (laughs) happening here. Um, but we so, just got to reserve 26 for him. That's yeah, key. exactly. So there is a lot happening with that trade at 32. We do. Ex- I, I very much so expect that dra- that pick to be traded. Um, I don't think there's yes. any way that Pittsburgh hangs on to 32. I almost don't think there's any way they hang on to 17. Uh, quite frankly, I think there's a chance they trade up or down from 17, depending on what they decide to do in, in a certain position. I do not expect them to trade into the top 10. That is the only thing I don't expect them to do. Um, and that's been the biggest rumor, right? Is is that they've been talking to the Bears to the eight, about yeah, trading up to nine or nine, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, and that you know, there's been two different rumors. They're trading up to try to get a hold of Paris Johnson Jr., the left tackle, most people's number one left tackle yep. in this draft class out of Ohio State. And then the other rumor that has more recently emerged, which I think we touched base on on last week's show, is that they would be trading up to nine. Uh, to get the defensive tackle from Georgia, yep. uh, which would be absolutely incredible because he's just an unstoppable force and would be a ridiculous book. And he could play nose, too. That's the thing. You could start him at new, nose day one. You got Jalen. Don't Middle start him nude. And- no, no. <laughs> <laughs> start him at nose day one, and then you push him inside on uh, pass rushing situations. Him and Hayward, my lord. Uh, talk about a, a disruptive force that you'd have there. Yeah. Yeah. We need that. We need disruptive forces on our defense. That's why we have Minka Fitzpatrick. That's why we have to, uh, TJ Watt. That's why we don't have Terrell Edmonds. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have dominant gunners on special teams. Miles Boykin. Like a guy like Miles Boykin. I, I like the transition. Just... Let's go. <laughs> you knew I had to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, so Miles signed a one-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Expected to be a veteran minimum. I'm sure it's going to be like $1.2 But, million or but again, that is, is a bigger signing than most people will realize. That is a much bigger yeah. signing um, because mm-hmm. of his special teams play. So that's huge. Yeah. Elite gunner on punt coverage. Elite. Huge. Anyways, time to go over our last mock draft. <laughs> <Just have>, uh... <laughs> time to go over our mock draft. Uh, we did do some trades here. Uh, 
we'll, we'll, I'm not going to explain the trades. I'm just going to go over where we were, where we landed. The first three picks we kept, we kept 17, we kept 32, we kept 49, and then we traded out in, out in, or whatever with the last, with the last ones. We had five remaining picks, which I believe is one or two more than what we actually have. Um, so we did gain picks out of this. With that being said, uh, first round came in rounds, uh, pick 17 came up and we wanted to go with a position of need. Obviously, in the first round, you should do that. So we went cornerback. We went with a guy you guys might not know of. And James did some research this week uh, to dig up some more information because we were lacking a 40 time on this guy. Uh, a guy by the name of Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. And James, we got a we got a pretty decent 40 time out of this guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recently turned in 4-3-5, 40-yard dash on Deontay Banks. Uh, he's got the size you're looking for right around 6 foot, 190 plus pounds, almost 200. Uh, his vertical and broad were through the roof for ridiculous numbers. Uh, and people were saying, Hey, his tapes excellent. he went to Maryland. Mike Tomlin knows him real well because of that. His son Dino obviously was a wide receiver at Maryland the last few years. Uh, so this is a guy that you can put right up there with those top three. Everybody was saying, Hey, it's Devin Witherspoon. It's Christian Gonzalez. And it's Joey Porter jr. Some people are actually putting Deontay banks in front of Joey Porter jr. In their rankings. Uh, so don't be surprised if that's a direction that Pittsburgh were to go on draft day uh, in this particular draft, we had both available. Yep. We want to do something a little bit different because it is not, out of the realm of possibility for Pittsburgh to go this direction. Uh, so he would be a home run hit and he'd be a guy that can run for chase, which is a very large concern of mine is that whoever the corner is that they draft, cause they got to get one. You got to get one probably within those first three picks. If you wait till after 49, I don't believe it's going to be somebody that's going to be good enough to do the job. Nope. Deontay banks can run with Jamar chase and he's got the physicality for it. That's what we need. Uh, so then we went and went to the next round again. We told you we kept 32. We wanted to get someone else. There were a lot of options here. Uh, we talked about a couple linebackers. We talked about a tight end. We talked about a defensive tackle. We talked about offensive uh, guard and center. However, at this position, we felt like the only players that would have an immediate impact starting majority of the plays would be one of the two linebackers available, which was Jack Campbell and Trenton Simpson or Mazzy Smith, the defensive tackle out of Texas. Michigan. Michigan, my apologies. Um, so then we decided that we wanted to sure up that that second tier of defense in that middle linebacker mm -hmm. room, and we went with Trenton Simpson. Again, We you've seen us multiple times go with Jack Campbell. Uh, we wanted to switch things up, make things a little different here, talk about different guys. So Trenton Simpson, again, a guy you've heard us talk about, but a guy that would be immediate starting next to Cole Holcomb, uh, have immediate impact on the game. Highly athletic middle linebacker, 6'2", 235. 40-yard uh, dash was in the low 4'4s. Really, really athletic. And I want to say he was strong, too, like 26 in on the, on the bench. I can find that uh, real Something quick. like that. So, yeah, he was, he was very strong in addition to really fast and really good jump numbers. Uh, so 25. this is someone that – 25, yeah. 20. So – very good for a middle linebacker, especially when you're talking a guy that's only 235. Uh, just a densely built dude, highly athletic, definitely good run with tight ends. Uh, could be a real difference maker. I think he'd need some coaching, but we've got a former first-round pick as a middle linebacker coach now. So so I think we're good. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> that's we, not a bad thing. No, we came up back at 49, and one of the guys we were talking about earlier um, who was available at 32 was still here. 
an offensive center by the name of John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota was available. And we figured, you know what? This is great. We still need a guy that can come in and play center uh, and potentially other positions. Let's be real. And so we said, here we go. John Michael Schmitz. 22nd rant. That's all I'm going to do on John Michael Schmitz because you guys have heard me go off many times before. In my opinion, the number one center by a pretty wide margin in this year's draft class. Uh, so you get him. Uh, he would probably beat out Mason Cole pretty quickly. If he didn't do it year one, he's doing it year two. Uh, and then you're talking three years from now. How the hell did he even last to the second round? Uh, I don't expect it to happen. Uh, if they took him at 17, I'd be ecstatic because he's that good of a player. And we got him at 49 because we're just that good. Pittsburgh, bring us in. We'll have an interview. <laughs> Call uh, us up. <laughs> with that being said, we moved down. We had a little bit of a drop here. 50, 50 60 rounds. Excuse me. 60 rounds here. Or 60 picks. Uh, between 49 and 109. 60 rounds. 60 picks. Not rounds. My apologies. Um, <laughs> That's like nine years. It's wild. Uh, <laughs> we saw a defensive tackle on the board that had intrigued both of us for a while now. Defensive tackle. More of an edge, honestly. Uh, Zach Pickens from South Carolina. Uh, yes. Ability to play inside Zach and out. Zach that profile, man. Yeah, he's that profile, that defensive end profile, that 3-4 defensive end, 5 technique who could kick inside in the nickel situation. Uh, 6-4-2-91 with 34 and 3 eighths inch long arms. So it's excellent length for a defensive end for Pittsburgh. A 4-8-9-40 is nice and quick for a guy that big. Uh, so you got the move, you got the length, you got the size. Uh, just coach him up. That's it. You know, this is it, it, this would be somebody that you wouldn't worry about him starting right away, but a high quality backup. And now you give somebody that Cam can try to mold. Yep. Uh, and that's what it's all about. We got to get somebody high pedigree for Cam to mold. Yep. So then we went dropped down to 112, just three simple picks later. And there was another guy here listed as defensive tackle, more of a defensive tackle build here. Um, so we did decide to go with this guy out of LSU, Jacqueline Roy. Uh, Jacqueline Roy, a guy that was a, a havoc nose. wreaker. Yeah. Nose tackle. Yeah, six foot three. Huge. Huge. 305 pounds. Uh, decent length, just under 33, but 30 reps on the bench. He's a plugger. Uh, he's that guy that can help you stop the run. And that's exactly what Pittsburgh's looking for. We've got a couple nose tackles on the team. Neither one of them are extraordinary against the run. Uh, neither one of them are high-end guys. We're talking about a guy uh, that we, we picked up on the waivers, right? <laughs> yep. And then another guy we stole off a practice squad. Like These are not high-end defensive we've got in that nose tackle type position right now currently on the team. This would be a pretty big upgrade. Wouldn't be surprised if he'd be able to win the starting job uh, right out of the, the gate. And then you'd have the fun of being able to say, Jay Qualen, uh, which would be fun. That would be fun. But you, they'd probably say, Jay Qualen, Roy. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, He's probably got a fun nickname. Probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big boy, Roy. Big boy. There you go. Big boy, Roy. <laughs> All right. Speaking of big boys, we dropped down from 112 to 121, a tight end that James and I basically don't even need to explain at all if you guys have been here to any of the previous shows. Uh, tight end out of Michigan, Luke Shunemaker. Uh, welcome to the team. Moving on. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Good blocker, better receiver. Uh, he's exactly what you're looking for prototype-wise. Reminds me a ton of Pat Fryermuth. I'd love to have a second Pat Fryermuth. Absolutely. Uh, same. Diff imagine, like, listen, Friarmuth and Shunamaker. 
just sounds good. They should start a law firm or something. Right. I don't know. That's definitely a law firm right there, man. <laughs> the Junimaker. At Kai. your service. <laughs> Gentry, you just don't fit in that group. You just don't. You just don't, unfortunately. So then we dropped down to 170, and we decided to stick stick home. Stay in Pittsburgh. Uh, we went with an edge guy, Mr. Habakkuk Baldonaldo. Nope. Very good. Very good. Was yeah, that Habakkuk? Yeah, Habakkuk Baldonado. You did really well. Hey. Uh, he fits exactly what Pittsburgh looks for in an outside six linebacker. 6'4", 251. Good length, uh, good numbers on his jumps and everything. Uh, not an elite athlete, but a very good one. Uh, so you're getting exactly what you need there. We need better depth on the edge position. This will provide exactly that, somebody that you're not cringing if he has to play extended amount of snaps. Yeah. Uh, so – I like it. He showed really good bend at the senior bowl. That's what I, I liked. I saw him dip that shoulder to get underneath an offensive tackle. Uh, and that's something you you can teach it, but either it comes natural or it doesn't. It seems like it comes natural for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then our last pick was up at 185, and we decided to go with a position that we haven't addressed all draft. Uh, defensive side of the ball. We lost the starter here this offseason in the name of Terrell Edmonds. Thank the Lord. Uh, Daniel Scott, <laughs> safety out of California. Uh, welcome to the team, Daniel Scott. Daniel Scott's a smaller guy. Um, 61208. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's basically almost the exact same size as Minka. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. Interchangeable dude. Then 445, 40, 22 reps on a bench, 39 and a half vert and a 10 8 broad. So extremely athletic guy. Uh, so again, you don't have to start him right away. Uh, but you can put him out there, start him off in the preseason, see what you can develop with him, uh, make sure he's out there on the scout team getting as many reps as possible. And you might even find yourself in a situation where you prefer to have him on the field over Keanu Neal in heavy passing situations just because he's going to be able to cover more ground. Yeah. So there's definitely options there. Uh, and I think that's, you know, a decent draft. Again, we we addressed the cornerback position the linebacker position, the the end, defensive end and defensive tackle position, the edge later on the draft, the safety, and then the tight end. Is the tight end position the only position we went with? Oh, and the center position, excuse me. Um, mm -hmm. So addressed a lot of needs there, but really got some playmakers that are going to be able to be difference makers on the team year one, year two, easy. Easy. Yeah. And so. some good future guys, too. Uh, looking forward at what positions are you going to uh, via free agency mm -hmm. uh, holes are being filled before they're they're void uh, yep. and and i think it's a really really good draft to make sure you get a corner make sure you get a tight end uh, i've been saying it over and over the the guys are there you got to get one out of each of these rooms uh, to solidify your team yeah and again in previous drafts we've been very uh consistent on drafting wide receivers with the trading of Allen robinson we did not feel this was necessary all also along with the signing of miles boykin um, so just yeah. a little justification there. So again, we want to see your guys' mock draft. Send those to us. Don't forget, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give those five-star reviews. Make James's day. Make his freaking day and give those five-star reviews. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell, Mother Trucker. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace. Peace.